Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, June 1st, and you can get all the hockey news you need from around the NHL on the Locked On NHL Today podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's uh, one of today's uh, sponsors. And I don't know about you, but uh, I didn't sleep great last night after Boston's overtime loss to the New York Islanders. A very tough way to lose a game. And uh, we'll get into all that here in a moment. But before we do, a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Uh, May was a great month for Locked On Boston Bruins. And I'm so thankful for all of you who subscribe, download, listen on a regular basis. It really does mean a lot. And uh, yeah, just hitting that subscribe button and downloading really does, uh, yeah, make a big difference, especially if you rate and review. If you can do that, that would be very much appreciated, uh, hopefully positively. On Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're Locked On Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now the Bruins, they were down 3-1 in the third period, and they were able to come back, tie the game, we got into overtime, uh, kind of back and forth. The Bruins had some good chances, but then Casey Sezikis scored the game winner on a breakaway caused by a Jeremy Lozon attempted pass across the blue line that bounced off of the skate of Charlie Coyle into the neutral zone where Sezikis picked up the puck, dashed in on a breakaway, and went uh, high Love side, I believe, on Tuka Rask for the game winner. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said, We made a play that was obviously ill-advised, and they score on a breakaway. That's what I saw on the overtime goal. I'm sure many of us would agree as well. You'd like to go uh, pucks in deep instead of throwing an errant pass across the blue line. Uh, Cassidy said, the Bruins do go D to D high. They do it a lot. They get a lot of good offense from it, but his partner wasn't there at the time. He just has to look. You have to survey the ice. Anytime you have the puck, it's a fluid hockey game. There are set plays for us that we run, and there has to be a player there, so you have to look. Lozon didn't take a look, shot the puck over, caught coil skate, and Sezikis picked it up and went the other way for the game winner. Usually you look first, and that's some of the learning curve for younger guys. Take a look before the puck gets to you. Recognize what's going on because uh, his partner at the time, McAvoy, wasn't there. He was recovering back out. That's one that had to go back down the wall and toward the net. At the end of the day, you learn from it. Wasn't a particularly great night for Lozon overall. A couple of the Islanders' earlier goals uh, went in off of Lozon. And he has been on the ice for several goals against in the playoffs. And uh, I know some fans are kind of running out of patience with him. But um, yeah, like Cassidy said, 
It's a learning curve for the younger guys. It was a decision that Don Sweeney made last offseason to see what they had in Lozon, Zboril. Uh, Zboril currently injured, but uh, Lozon back in there. And so that's, I guess, going to happen from time to time when you have some younger guys on the blue line. I really liked what Brad Marchand have to, had to say after the game about uh, Jeremy Lozon's play and the message that he would share with the young defenseman. He said, I mean, shit happens. We all make mistakes. Tough when it happens to you, but we'll bounce back. And uh, that shows some tremendous leadership on Marchand's part to be able to, A, recognize that everyone does make mistakes. Lord knows he's made some in the past. And uh, that it's not just on him, it's a team sport and the Bruins move on together. Uh, Now, Charlie Coyle, he had a great goal to open the scoring for the Bruins, a great individual effort past Nick Letty and Semyon Varlamov. He said the Islanders are a good team, they're going to have their pushes There's a couple bad breaks on some of their goals, and that's hockey. It's a game of inches. Sometimes you get bad breaks, and that's the way it goes sometimes. It's how you respond, and we got to respond now and get the next one. That's all. And the Bruins showed that ability to respond even in this one. Like I mentioned, Coyle opened the scoring, 238 in. Uh, In the second period, a very bad period for the Boston Bruins. I don't know what to say other than that. They were only outshot 11-10, to but they allowed three goals, and the Islanders took a 3-1 lead into the third. Uh, Patrice Bergeron pulled the Bruins within one at the 10-34 mark, and then Brad Marchand took advantage of a Islanders too-many-men-on-the-ice penalty and scored a power play goal with about five minutes left in the game to tie it up. So the Bruins, again, showing that ability to come back, to stay in games. Uh, Marchand said he was not surprised. It's something they've done all year. They have a lot of character in our group and in the room, and they know when they get behind, they can come back, especially in the playoffs. You can never count a team out. It doesn't matter who it is. You see it all the time. Teams coming back from multiple goal deficits. It's part of the game. If you want to go deep and you want to make a run, you have to be able to come back and battle through adversity. Unfortunately, we battled back and didn't get that final goal. We just have to worry about the next one now. That second period, though, was pretty rough and hard to watch. Uh, Cassidy said they're playing a good team. They decided to push harder. They pushed. They won the territory battle in the second, which usually results in winning the production battle. And that's what happened, so credit to them. Uh, The Bruins did it to them in the third to push back and made for a good finish going into overtime. Cassidy didn't seem overly pleased with Tuka Rask on this night. He said Tuka didn't track pucks as well tonight, but the Islanders got some bounces. Sometimes you got to be fortunate in this game. As far as Tuka goes, they scored on a breakaway and were one save better than us. I wouldn't really... Uh, pin this loss on Tuca. Again, there was a couple of bad bounces that went in, a story that we're very familiar with now here in the playoffs. It seems to be happening a lot. Uh, that overtime goal, I mean, it was a pretty well-placed shot by Casey Sezikis, who hadn't scored in the playoffs since 2015. Uh, 
But at the end of the day, uh, Tuca, yeah, he's going to be the last line of defense. He's going to uh, be the one tasked with trying to um, fix those kind of mistakes. Not fix, I guess, but make up for those kind of mistakes that Lozon made. Um, and he wasn't able to get it done. He also appeared to be a little banged up during the game. He was wincing following one of the Islanders' second period goals. But he stayed in the game. And he was pretty good in the third and into overtime. He stopped 35 of 39 shots overall. Cassidy said he assumes he's okay. If he wasn't, he would have told us. We have a very capable backup. But they assume Rask is fine. They'll have that discussion later. Don't play until Thursday, so he'll have time to rest if there is something going on. Uh, and we'll get to um, yeah the outlook for Game 3 here in a moment. But before we do, uh, a little word about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. They're trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, and you can grow your wealth the easy way by letting Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Rock Auto is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's dig into the numbers here a little bit as uh, we look back at last night's 4-3 overtime loss for the Boston Bruins. At even strength, or 5-on-5 five five at least, the Bruins had the advantage when it comes to shot attempts, 68-53. That's a 56.2 advantage for the Bruins. Uh, scoring chances, 35-22, a 61.4 advantage. Uh, when it comes to high danger chances, uh, even 7-7. Seven, seven. The Bruins with a slight advantage when it comes to expected goals, 2.53 at 2.28. Uh, when it comes to all situations, 79-65 advantage in shot attempts. Uh, the Islanders had a 12-9 advantage in high danger scoring chances. The Bruins 42-32, <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to uh, scoring chances. 
and a 42-39 advantage. So a pretty even game overall. Uh, the Bruins with the slight advantage when it comes to possession and scoring chances. But the Islanders were able to uh, get into uh, the dirty areas a bit more. Had some more high danger scoring chances. And uh, the Capitals certainly benefited from making a change in net. It was Simeon Varlamov who made 39 saves in his first start since Game 3 of the first round. Ilya Sorokin had started the previous four games, including a series-clinching win over the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, but he did uh, allow four goals in the loss to the Bruins on Game 1. Barry Trotz said it was a pretty easy decision. They have two really good goaltenders. Varlamov's a veteran. He's not scared of those moments, and he's been a rock for us all year. He had a great record against the Bruins uh, this season, 5-1 and one with a 9.43 save percentage. And uh, that decision certainly paid off for Barry Trotz and the New York Islanders. The series will now move to Long Island for games 3 and 4. Um, the next game won't be until Thursday, so that will give... Um, Craig Smith, perhaps some extra time to recuperate. He missed this game and Carson Kuhlman, uh, skated for about 13 minutes in this one, recording an assist. Um, so we'll see if Smith is able to get back in there for game three. Although I wouldn't be opposed to keeping Carson Kuhlman in the lineup, even if, uh, Smith does come back. I wouldn't mind seeing Kuhlman on the fourth line, uh, in the uh, or replacing Chris Wagner on that fourth line. I just don't love um, that fourth line at the moment. They've been okay, but you know, not really providing um, well production offensively. Certainly, that's not what they're really counted on for. But still, um, kind of being dominated possession-wise as well. And I would really, yeah, just think the Bruins could benefit more from. Kuhlman's speed and skill there on the fourth line when the Bruins had the fourth line of DeBrusque, Lazar, and Kuhlman in the regular season that was pretty dynamic and I'd like to see them, you know, they can still stick with Corrali maybe, but uh, putting Kuhlman on there would would be really beneficial. Uh, David Krejci led the Bruins in this one with seven shots on goal. He's yet to score in the playoffs. Uh, Brad Marchand had five shots to go along with his goal and an assist. He led all Bruins with two points. Uh, Only one assist from the blue line. That came from Charlie McAvoy, although Brandon Carlo, he did have five shots on goal as well. At the end of the day, like I jokingly said on Twitter, the Bruins weren't going to go 80-3 and in the playoffs. They had a nice run of five wins in a row. Uh, They were, I don't know if you could say due for a loss, but the Islanders were sure to... Uh, push back a bit here in game two. It's now a best of five. The Islanders will have three games on home ice potentially. Uh, so that's a factor. It's going to be a very loud uh, NASA Coliseum on Thursday. I believe they're going to have 12,000 fans in the stands, perhaps more than that. Um, so not quite as full as the Garden, but uh, still, they're going to be very loud. And um, yeah, I guess... Many people were expecting a long physical series in this one, and uh, perhaps that's what we are uh, bound for. 
I had kind of thought the Bruins could win in five. I, I still think they could. I think that was a very winnable game, obviously. It went to overtime. They had some good chances in overtime. Um, the top line for the Bruins looked very great again. like to see some secondary scoring, perhaps. Charlie Coyle getting in there was great. Uh, the second line was a bit quiet, uh, although DeBrusque and Hall looked pretty good together, but I don't know if that's the long-term solution up there. And again, hopefully Craig Smith, uh, it was just kind of more precautionary, sitting him for game two, giving him some extra rest, and hopefully he can get back in there for game three. But we'll preview that, of course, as the week goes on. A couple days off here for the Bruins uh, and the Islanders. Tomorrow will be a mailbag episode with uh, the with the day off, so please do send in some questions to at LO Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren, and I'd love to answer those uh, on tomorrow's episode. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, the NBA and NHL playoffs getting deeper as well. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their runs in the playoffs. Just head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today on Locked On Today, host Peter Bukowski is asking what is causing fans to act like idiots at sporting events. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow them on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Now let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Of course, the big story on Monday night was the Montreal Canadiens upsetting the Toronto Maple Leafs in seven games, a 3-1 win in Toronto to advance to the second round. Uh, Just objectively unbelievable. There is absolutely no way the Maple Leafs should have lost this series to the Canadians who came into the playoffs as the 18th ranked team overall in the NHL from the regular season. I know they were missing Tavares, they were missing Jake Muzzin, but still plenty of firepower, leadership uh, on the team to get it done. And it wasn't as if Carey Price necessarily stole the series. This wasn't a Halak versus the Capitals situation. Jack Campbell had a higher save percentage than Price in the series. Uh, just, um, yeah, Mitch Marner specifically didn't really step up. Austin Matthews only with one goal, although... You know, his underlying numbers were pretty strong. He did have a lot of shots and chances, uh, but just wildly disappointing for uh, the Maple Leafs. I can't imagine um, what it's like to be a fan of that team right now. Haven't checked in on friend of the pod, Mayor, this morning, uh, but I'm sure, uh, well, I know, you know, a lot of people were disappointed last night, uh, but I guess... This team's just cursed. I don't know what to say. Uh, The Canadians deserve the win in Game 7 for sure. They did seem like the better team. Uh, Price was amazing in Game 7. Outstanding in the series. And the Leafs just kind of really choked, I think. Um, They had the Canadians on the ropes. They were up 3-1 in the series. And just couldn't finish it off. 
Um, yeah, Mitch Marner without a goal, Matthews with only one. I'll be interested to see if there are any changes with this roster in the offseason. Um, I would expect there to be some, but but who knows. Uh, very interesting situation, and now we have the Jets and the Canadians. One of those teams will surprisingly advance to the Final Four and uh, probably be handled pretty easily by the winner of Colorado Vegas. The uh, Leafs losing means we will have uh, either one of the West teams play the North Canadian division team, and then the East will play the Central winner as well. Uh, So that's how that will break down moving forward. Uh, What else is going on? Nazem Kadri's eight-game suspension was upheld, so he will not be granted any leniency, although I believe he's now appealing to an independent arbitrator, and um, so someone, a third party, will be able to decide whether or not he will um, have his suspension reduced. Speaking of suspensions, Ryan Reeves suspended two games uh, for the Golden Knights for an incident involving Ryan Graves in which Everybody admitted Reeves had actually yanked some hair out of his head, which is insane. And the fact that he only got two goals for something that violent, uh, pretty crazy. So tonight in the NHL, we have a couple games. uh, Actually, only one game. The Lightning and the Hurricanes, Game 2, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Potentially be watching a bit of that. Although, is today handmade... No, it's not. A new episode of Handmaid's still dropped tomorrow, um, which I'll be watching tomorrow night for sure. Uh, what else is going on around the NHL? I think that's pretty much it. There was one interesting Bruins note in Elliot Freeman's latest 31 Thoughts about a Taylor Hall extension and whether or not it would be announced prior to the expansion draft. The answer there is likely no, because if the Bruins do resign him, he would have to be added to their protected list. If... Uh, he's a UFA at the time of the expansion draft. The Kraken would have an opportunity to approach him, talk about a, a possible uh, signing. Um, and then if he were to sign, that would count as Boston's uh, selection. But very unlikely that he would sign with them. And um, so it makes sense to wait until after the draft to sign him so as not to have to... Uh, add him to the list they can protect another forward instead anyways that's it for today's episode of locked on boston bruins again a disappointing result in game two Uh, i did like the bruins uh you know fight in the third period the second period left much to be desired probably their worst period of the playoffs so far um it would have been nice of course to go back or to go to long island up to nothing uh but uh you know they got the split on home ice and uh, we'll try to at least do the same against the Islanders in their rink. And uh, again, tomorrow, a mailbag episode, so please do send in some questions, and uh, we'll look ahead to Game 3 of this series, which will take place on Thursday. Hopefully we get some good updates here on Craig Smith in advance of that one. And uh, yeah, hope you all have a great Tuesday, and your month of June starts off on a good note. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Please do hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes of Locked On Boston Bruins. Have a great Tuesday, friends.